Welcome back to another episode of the Captain Bagrat Podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asian Australia. It's a tough job, but you know, someone's got to do it. And as always, we're recording from downtown Chinatown. We are. How's it going, Madam Chen? Going all right. Going okay? Yeah. Well, I don't have my notes for a change and I just did that <laughs> off the top of my <laughs> good. head. Good. That was perfect. I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, I thought it was good. Oh, thanks. Thanks. N- normal. I didn't even notice you didn't have your notes. So. <laughs> you can see my weird eyes go, oh, where's my notes? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I just didn't notice at all. <laughs> and what are we talking about today, huh? Uh, we are talking about inspirational Asians. Yeah. Are we allowed to, can you say that? Inspirational international Asians or people with a bit of Asian-ness that we didn't ever Asian-ness. knew? Asian-ness. Is that, is that, that's not a word. Well, we can create that, <laughs> I was going to say, we? is that a word? I know it's not. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, because yeah. we did the one about... People from the, the Orient. Orient. Oh, don't yeah. use the word Orient. Orient's oh, my a, God. I think it's... A, I like the word Orient. It's so old school nostalgic. It's old school, but like it's it means the same thing. Like, yeah. Maybe it's, I don't know. But, you know, we did ones on Australia, so some, you know, really famous people That's in right, Australia yeah. who have Asian backgrounds or yep. heritages. So now we're going to take it to the international world and talk about famous people like Naomi Campbell. Did you know? No. Did you know? <laughs> this, that was a this, great segue. <laughs> this supermodel from back in the 80s and 90s is not only Jamaican, but she has Chinese ancestry. Really? Yes. I had no idea. So her paternal grandmother's side um, had the surname Ming. Yeah, okay. There you go. So she's, that's why I've chosen her today. Okay. Also, you know, she's hot and <laughs> she's also, you know, quite known for her feisty personality. Yeah. I'm not sure if you saw back in the um, 2006 or even a few years later, but she has this tendency to throw mobile phones at people like her maid. I have seen videos of her, yeah, throwing yeah. mobile phones at people. Yeah, poor behavior. It is a bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit far, but anyway. I mean, I mobile she... phones shouldn't be created just to throw it at people, no, right? I mean, yeah, I don't want someone throwing a Nokia at me. Oh, well, we've like, both you'd, experienced that. You'd die, yeah. Yeah, I got yeah. hit in the head. Yeah, yeah, you have, yeah. Yeah. I haven't been hit in the head, but like I've definitely been hit, hit by, by a Nokia, yeah, and it's yeah. not something I would uh, try again. No, but the, I guess... Uh, there was justice in that, so she got put into a community service in uh, New York City sanitation department, where she had to sweep the floors in the garbage truck garage for five days. Wow! Yeah. Throw a phone, five days sweeping. Yeah, for just bad behavior in general. Fair enough. I think mm. that's. I think that's a good punishment. I think so. I think too. there should be more like that. Like if you didn't do anything, like if you're not dangerous, then you should. Yeah. yeah. But we don't know whether she had to clean toilets or not. But apparently, um, <laughs> this, the department deputy sh- uh, chief said, if they are dirty, she will be cleaning toilets too. Cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. So so she's mostly Jamaican or? She's mostly Jamaican. Like, so like, Jamaican Chinese ancestry. Okay, that's so random. Yeah, but it's okay. Because DJ Boy George apparently had to do community service at the same um, Manhattan rubbish garage. So like a rich... Rich people. It's a rich privilege to sweep the service. floor and clean the toilets of the sanitation I mean, I've heard department. jokes about like you, you mess up when you're rich and you just go to. Oh, I guess that that's when you know you've made it. It's like, oh, I didn't get sentenced to jail. I'm just sweeping. <laughs> or cleaning toilets. Do you reckon they actually sweep? Like, do you like? No, I don't think so. Like, I think it's just all publicity, sure. right? Yeah, when they like, arrive and they make a big. Like, I want a video. It. I think there should be a video of that. Like, if you get sentenced to community service, especially mm. if you're famous, mm. there should be some sort of proof. <laughs> photos of her uh, sweeping clean toilets like too, is that too weird i don't know but like otherwise what's the point like it's just like you're already getting out of jail or something or like a fine yeah you know you can't afford a lawyer so it's more tabloid time for them too you know exactly they just even get bad more. news is good publicity okay there you well, go that's mine you've, okay cool well i've got um the same person with the same name as me 
Li An. Li An. Oh, yeah. It's my Chinese name. Yeah. But uh, he's more commonly known in the Western world as Ang Lee. Oh, yeah. Famous Ang film Lee. director. Which is ironic because I don't really watch films or movies. Or direct films. Or di- okay, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, but everyone knows Ang Lee. Uh, directed Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yes. More people, I think, would know uh, Brokeback Mountain. Yes. Also directed uh, Life of Pi. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that was a really good movie. Yeah, well, I mean, they're all really good movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. actually have seen them all, which is... Unusual s- for you. S- uh, very unusual when someone's <laughs> like... <laughs> um, but yeah, the guy um, was born in 1954 in Taiwan. Uh, but he had a bunch of movies, um, grew up in Taiwan, being really interested in film. Mm. Ended up going to the University of Illinois in, um, in America uh, to study film. And then went to New York University after that to do a master's. Mm. Um, but yeah, in 2000 released uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, um, which was like a Hollywood movie, which before that he had just done things in Taiwan. Ah, um, and then everyone loved it. Like it was, good. it became this huge it's hit. beautiful scenery in there. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, Jose Gold, right? Yeah. That's where I filmed it over in... Um, it's in... Uh, uh, I did know this. I did. I have it somewhere. Yeah. No, not Shia. No, no, no. Oh, that's wrong. It's, it's, is it? I can't remember. Sichuan. Yeah. Sichuan province. Sichuan somewhere. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, and then, yeah, so came back to do in 2005 to do Brokeback Mountain. Found a great, <laughs> great quote from him. And, and the whole reason that he did it is because it's, it's originally a book, right? It's about, if you, have, if you don't know, go watch the movie. I think it's better than the book. But uh, it's about two gay cowboys in Wyoming and, and how, like, it's very inappropriate. More, not so much from a, like, mm. today's perspective, but back then, you know, it's like they're never going to get together. Um, anyway, the reason he gives for doing it, he's like, what do I know about gay ranch hands in Wyoming? <laughs> like, that's a, he, like, he was like, I don't know anything about it, so I'm going to go make a film about oh, it. Oh, wow. And then Learned just, experience. And then he just did it. Um, and then, yeah, later on, 2012, Life of Pi, which is, uh, again, based on a book. That's right. Um, it's a very different movie, but, yeah, really, really good. I Fantasy, remember. almost. It, it is, yeah, yeah. So it's not quite um, accurate uh, in, like, a realist sense, I guess. But it's, yeah. Uh, yeah quite a good movie excellent yeah go on lee yeah and he has the same name as me and i That's literally like I, I did well I, I stole his name because when you go to china yeah. like most white people white people foreigners get like a name that's just like close enough to your name um, but liam is like liam Wo, which isn't a real chinese name it's just like it sounds as close to liam as possible um and people know immediately that you're not Chinese, Chinese like they read yeah. it. so I, I sort of wanted like a traditional name and I like I knew this guy and I found the name and it's it sounds like pretty so like similar like the Anne Liam like it's close enough well I can understand why you want to take his name because he's so damn good he is very good <laughs> and every time I would tell people like oh I'm my, like what's out Li and yeah they would be like oh like the famous director have you yeah. seen and I've, I've heard that story that many times like it's just always the same but it meant that everyone remembered who I was so sort of, so if you're listening Leanne, thank you for letting me steal your name. <laughs> Low key. <laughs> We're bros now. Yeah. We'll keep you in Hollywood. My next one is Keanu Reeves, internet's favorite boyfriend. Yeah. And best boyfriend, my future husband. Oh, really. I, I don't doubt that. Well, unfortunately, he has a girlfriend now. So uh, anyway, he'll he'll soon realize that we're meant to be together. Sure. Anyway, so he's a Canadian actor born in Lebanon to an English mother and a Hawaiian father who's got a bit of. Chinese, English, Irish, Native Hawaiian, and Portuguese. What a mix. I know, total mix. It was a lovely song, by the way. Oh, Thank I, you I so much. didn't try to sing, but anyway. <laughs> so I've actually grown up with um, Keanu. Uh, I watched Bill and Ted when he first entered the Hollywood era, world. Mm-hmm. Um, Point Break, love that. 
Matrix. Matrix. Everyone knows Matrix. I haven't actually seen it. Yeah. Speed. I, I didn't really like Speed that much, but apparently that made him famous. Okay. Yeah. But I um, his favorite rom-com that I really like is The Lake House, I where know. him and Sandra Bullock, um, they communicate with each other from the same place, but different times. Okay. Through the letterbox. I've heard of that, actually. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It was on the other night. It was beautiful. Cool. And also... Um, John Wick. John Wick. Yeah. Oh, my Love God. Love those movies. Love it. That's like the one, like modern movies sort of that I actually like I will go and actually see them like, he plays the character so well a few uh, little, little words a few little words and then uh, this is why I like yeah. like I see those movies and then everyone asks me like why do you watch a lot of movies I'm like Cause I just, I'm so bored and then you go and see something like John Wick <laughs> and it sets the bar so like Connie Reeves sets the bar so high for acting in movies and then you go back and watch like yeah. some Disney stuff and you're like oh. oh but do you know why he does so well in those kind of movies where he says so little words no Keanu means cool breeze over the mountains in what? In language? Hawaiian. In Hawaiian. Really? That's why he's so cool with playing those characters. Makes sense. That's the, describes his personality pretty exactly. well. Exactly. Well, I've got some awesome facts okay. for, for, for you Good. and for our listeners out there. So when he was filming The Matrix, he donated 70% of his earnings to hospitals that treat leukemia. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because his, um, I think his sister was dying from leukemia. Okay. So he had, a, he had a connection with that. Uh, his dad was a criminal. I've heard that, yeah. <laughs> Drug mule criminal. Just like Jackie Chan's. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that seems to make an yeah. impact on your Acting Hollywood career. career. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has a band, and he he had a band, so Dogstar. Okay. He was the bassist. Cool. Yeah. He also has a motorcycle company called Arch Motorcycle Company. Really? Yeah. That makes... I mean, it fits his character. I know. It's so cool. Yeah. And... He has played the character John in eight different movies. Like the character, <laughs> an, a character named John? Yeah. Wow. John Wick, come on. Well, I mean, and John Wick is like four, I guess. and then That's true. Four, yeah. I should have done my research a bit more then. Others. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And uh, for his 46th birthday, he sat outside a warehouse with a, so- with a solitary cupcake. And fans took photos of him with it. Is that the that's a famous photo of him like yeah. sitting in a suit, right? Yeah, always looking yeah. sad. Yeah, it's like a par- like it has been parodied so many times. I know. That photo. Yeah, they even made a picture book of him saying an ode to happiness. Wow, he does look, but I mean, I think he seems like a very happy guy actually. Like, I mean, obviously he's very serious in he's a, most he's, movies. He but, seems like such a down to earth kind of but guy. But like, like in, yeah. if you see videos of him, he's actually quite chill. He is, and I think he's gone through quite a bit in his life as well. He um he lost his uh, the love of his life, Jennifer Syme, um and lost a child who was a stillborn. So he's gone through quite a bit. So she uh, she wow. ended up in a car accident. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Oh, do you have something happier for me now? I do, <laughs> uh, sort of, I guess. Uh, so my next one is Takashi Murakami. Sounds so familiar. Who is he? He's a designer. Oh. Um, so, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but they're, they're smiling flowers. So, it's like a flower with like rainbow color. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Think... Yeah. So, at the moment, actually, at the New South Wales Art Gallery in Sydney, yeah. there's an um, exhibition on of uh, Japan Supernatural. Oh, might yes. be uh, Might not be there after, like, I think it ends this week, maybe. So, probably you won't get a chance mm-hmm. to see it. But I mm-hmm. went to see it. It was awesome. Um, but that's, uh, he's part of the exhibit. Uh, but he's originally from Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was born in, like, 62. Uh, but he ended up going and studying old style, like traditional Japanese mm. art, um, and then decided that it was too, like, elitist for him. Like mm. he really wanted to study anime and stuff, but then he had this background in traditional art. Yeah. Um, and he found it really hard to bring his designs to Japan, so he went to America. 
from New York. Western um, designs, And then yeah. took on all of these Western influences. And then, in his words, you know, he exports himself back to Japan. Like, mm. he's exporting Japanese art back to Japan, but from, like, the States. I mean, he lives... I think now he lives back in Tokyo and he goes between the two a lot. Yeah. Um, but now, um, I think since early 2000s, I think it's 2002, he started working with Marc Jacobs. Oh, wow. Um, the designer. And then eventually got introduced to... Louis Vuitton, like the, mm. the company. Big names. Uh, massive names. And then he ended up doing some collaborations with Louis Vuitton mm. um, and a bunch of other people, which led to him meeting uh, another one who I don't think has any Asian, but um, a guy called Virgil Abloh, who is one of my inspirations, I guess. But anyway, they work together. So Virgil Abloh is the guy behind Off-White and he's now the head of Louis Vuitton male fashion, right? Yeah. He's a good designer. But Murakami and him work together really closely and do artwork and design and fashion and um, yeah, they're just really, really pushing the boundaries of like streetwear and you know what expectations are around art. And good thing go you know Asian designs. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and and that's his whole background, right? You know, like he's he always says, you know, like I love the traditional Japanese and and I guess sort of Chinese as well, but um, you know the market isn't there and the people are too elitist. So he's like, I just do what I want. I like his attitude. Yeah, really cool guy. So somebody else who also does the I do what I want. <laughs> but or maybe not in that kind of attitude sorry <laughs> yeah. sorry my bad this is a terrible segue no, that's fine <laughs> it worked um look she's a real icon she got the Nobel uh laureate uh or she was the second woman to get this this is Aung San Suu Kyi so okay. she brought she brought freedom back to Burma yep. um she, she was born in Burma raised in India and spent most of her life in the UK because her father uh used to be uh, quite an important political uh, figure, but he got shot because uh, he was trying to advocate for uh, Myanmar's independence. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, there was a coup and the military took over, and that's why um, her and her mother and her uh, sibling had to uh, be removed from Myanmar. Um, so she went to Oxford in the UK, studied philosophy, politics, and economics, and met her husband, um, Michael Arias. So, you know, she had quite a yeah. Nice, civilized life, nice, yeah. you know. Very it, smart by the yeah, sounds of things. Yeah, yeah, very smart as well. Um, so she uh, did a few stints in Japan and Bhutan. Um, and from there, I think they had two kids as well. Okay. But then she got into advocacy uh, when she returned to her sick mother in Myanmar. And she saw the state affairs and how the people were suffering in her country. And that's when she decided, no, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try and cha- um, be a champion through non-violence mm-hmm. um, campaigns, uh, similar to what you know Martin, Martin Luther King and um, what Gandhi did. And so she traveled around the country to try to call for a peaceful democratic reform and free elections. Obviously, it didn't go down very well. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I'm pretty familiar <laughs> with the story, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure everyone can you know, go on Google and stuff like that and find out that you know, because of her, her lead and she was actually creating a lot of um, followers in the country, she got put into house arrest. Yeah. Mm. She was there for ages, right? Yeah, she was in there for like nearly 10 years. That's incredible. And she couldn't go home back to England when her husband died of cancer. Because, yeah, yeah, I remember it in the news. Yeah, Exactly, because they said, well, the moment you leave uh, Myanmar, that's the moment you can't come back. Mm-hmm. And so she chose the people over her husband, which is, you know, that's a hard one. Yeah, it's like really impossible actually. Like imagine not being able to leave. Like I mean, yeah. and I guess the hardest part is she could probably technically leave. Like, yeah. Um, but I guess her determination just 
supposed to, to stay. Yeah, going for the greater good. Yeah. You know, so her husband was really understanding and, you know, died, unfortunately, without yeah, her being next to him. Um, but yeah, so it, a great book, which I read during the time when I was traveling in Myanmar and I stood outside, outside her door as well. Cool. Good job. <laughs> Got a photo. Oh yeah. Nice. Uh, is, um, The Lady and the Peacock by Peter Popham. So it's a really good book. Okay. I haven't yeah. heard of it. Yeah. Cool. It's one book you haven't read. Oh my God. I know. I, I, read I, a book I know. That you haven't yeah. read. <laughs> just writing it down. Just like jotting it. Like, where's my laptop? Just like. <laughs> Check this book out. <laughs> <laughs> read this. Um, or you can check the movie out and stay with Michelle Yao in it. Not gonna happen. Okay, all right. Read the book instead. Then. Yeah, I'll read the book. <laughs> Is it a real like? Okay, so what? What she? She's out now, right? She's out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's now. She's part of the parliament or whatever they call it. Yeah. Um, and she's making a difference. Um, you know. Awesome. Yeah, because I haven't heard like I haven't heard recently. But mm. I remember um, when I was in like high school, it was mm. always in the news like yeah, Chi and what she's doing and um, yeah, ah, really cool. So strong woman, good on you, uh, Anna Suchi. Yeah, obviously it worked out. I mean, a few bumps, but yeah, cool. But we got there. Yeah, mm. that's awesome. I haven't got my last one's another movie director. Ooh, ooh okay. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is again really ironic. <laughs> Um, yeah, you don't watch any movies. <laughs> yeah, I do watch. Well, I've, I've, you know, I do watch some. Yeah. So Studio Gilby. Sorry, uh, I am Spirited so... Away. Oh yeah. Spirited Away. Yeah, House Moving Castle. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Ponyo, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, recently, The Wind Rises. To, but that was a while ago. I think 2013. Mm. There was not. I think there's a one coming out soon as yeah. well. But um, the guy behind it, one of the people behind it is uh, Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. Hey, Hayao, Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. It's, it's another Japanese man. Uh, but yeah, one of the co-founders of Studio Gilby and an absolute, again, style icon. Style icon. <laughs> like, look, <laughs> Something you, about you, style and cinematography. Oh, just uh, for all the world. Um, <laughs> you, know, you should check him out because he looks amazing. If okay. you haven't seen a photo of him, I'll show, can well, I show you a photo? How amazing can you this describe him? This is great. Him? He's like, he hasn't lost his hair, so he's got like, but it's, it's gone completely white. Um, and he's very well dressed, and he has like a mustache. Ooh. So I think most Asian men don't have a lot of hair, a lot of facial hair. <laughs> yeah. Right? But he's like one of the few that does, and he actually trims it. Like it's not like the old, really, really long beard or anything. Like yeah. oh, I'm just gonna show you a photo real yeah. quick. Like this is him now. Oh wow! How, he looks like a gentleman. He looks like a. He looks like a real. Yeah, a real and gentleman. how old do you yeah. think he is? In that photo. Yeah. Well, look, he looks really young there, but Asians don't raisin. Yeah. So I would say he's probably 96. Not okay. That's a bit, a okay. bit far. A bit far. <laughs> How uh, old is he? Dial it back by about twenty years. Oh right. He's like seventy something, and 70. he looks like amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, I think now he's uh, eighty. Like he turns eighty this year. He was born in. 90. I was ten years old. Yeah, um, but still, <laughs> like doing really, really well. But anyway, so started co-founded Studio Gilby, which is now um, some of the most popular anime mo- animated movies that have come to the West, like mm. from from Japan. Um, and yeah, things that we grew up with. Like I studied spirited away in high school as like a related text like yeah. as a movie because i think there's a lot of western films it's very hard to analyze because they're not very you know deep and you can't really get a lot out of them but these movies like spirited away house yeah. Moving castle like you know it's we deep. study them in english like yeah. it's like a you know and this is like in his like a second language that has been translated from which i think really goes to show how how good they are uh, but the fact that he can make it into a, like a cartoon yeah, and still have really deep exactly. meanings behind so, it. You know, I've, I've loved um, him for ages. 
I went to see the uh, art exhibit in Shanghai when I was there. It was the yeah. first time that they've actually ever let like most of the set pieces and art, original artwork out of Japan. Yeah. Like normally it's like stuck. There's, I think they have a museum in Japan that you can go visit. But um, they actually let all of those things go out into Shanghai. So I went to the exhibit. I just went to Shanghai for the exhibit. It was very difficult explaining to my friends why I was like going to see like <laughs> they just won't understand like why uh, the movies only like un- like spirited uh, Spirited Away only just got released in Chinese mm. like last year. So it's like thirty years after it came out. Yeah. Wow. So um, it's never been adapted or anything like that. So um, but yeah, some other movies you might know um, like My Neighbor Toro Toro. So like the cat bus. I don't know if you've seen the cat. It's like an animated thing. Okay. Look, you're the Asian service. expert. I know. Apparently, things. yeah. <laughs> I, I think you would have seen it. Like if I showed you a photo, you would know it. Um, but yeah, just all around awesome guy and um, really really popular. He mm. hates like I mean, there's violence in some of his movies, but mm. he hates like actual violence. Um, you know, and and really dislikes like Hollywood's portrayal of violence. And he if he it's usually like the only the bad characters display violence and the good mm. characters are always like anti-violence Pure, right yeah. um and also like a really strong female roles like uh Norsker in the valley of the wind female role mm. like spirited away female lead um the wind rises is sort of like sort of about a guy in japan in the world war Two, but mm. also really strong female um you know so he doesn't and, and also how's moving castle which is just about a girl so mm. um all of these like movies about just women is like such a contrast to like uh, Hollywood and American movies where it's like oh, okay it's just a dude like doing the some dude stuff. is just sort of the main yeah, character exactly. and everything the protagonist. So I mean yeah. I think most people would be pretty familiar with these movies um, if you haven't seen them go, go see on, it go and watch. I have to go and watch at it least too. go watch House <laughs> Moving Castle. Like, yeah, it's yeah, a ma- actual masterpiece. Yeah, excellent. Well, I'm gonna finish off with one more. This is a quick one. So Bobby Murphy, he was the co-founder of Snapchat. Okay. You know, so yeah, no, I, I had no idea. Yeah, he, is, but he is half Filipino. Really? Yeah, his mom is Filo, so... And the other half American, I'm guessing? I'm guessing too, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's pretty amazing. That's cool. Yeah. I had no idea. I there didn't, you go. Bob, what was his name? Bob? Um, Bobby Murphy. Bobby Murphy, okay. Yes, cool. so the, I, I don't know whether it's big anymore, Snapchat, because we you know there's all this TikTok stuff now. I don't know now. what the kids are doing. Well, I think, it's, I think people still use days. it. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. There you go. That was very quick. <laughs> that was very quick. <laughs> awesome. FYI. But yeah, cool. Do you use Snapchat or? No, I don't. Oh, but my friends it. use it and so they like to take photos of us doing stupid things because then kaboof, it's gone. That's a general idea, yeah. Exactly. I, 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 mm. We used to use it when it came out like, mm. back in high school. Yeah. So like any startup kid, you know, he yeah. suffered a bit. Uh, so the, the him and uh, the other co-founder, Evan Spielberg, they had to... Uh, they ha- they were uh, earning money mm-hmm. working for someone else, and then they were building um, Snapchat in their spare time. In their spare time, classic, classic startup. I know, but yeah. that's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, respect to those people who can do that. Go American teens. Yeah, cool. All right, excellent. Right. That's it. Yeah, for that's today. it for me as well. All right, we should have more of these, like part two. We should. Years. I like it. There's so many. Yeah, we can come up with some more. Yeah, cool. and, and we'll make a quickie snappy like this. Let's do it. All right, excellent. Right. Back Thanks. right out. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and posts, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and I do, uh, please support us on Patreon, where we hope that our dream of having our own TV show will become a reality one day. So then we can continue to fight boring news on everything, anything, and nothing with an Asian twist. Thanks for your support. Bagrat out. Solid.